Welcome, friends, to episode three of Slide Between the Pages. Hi, everyone. (laughs) I'm Amanda. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Happy Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's Day today when we're uh, recording. And yeah, I mean, I don't really celebrate it. So it's just another day for me. Yeah, no, I don't celebrate it either, mainly because our wedding anniversary is, well, it was a couple of days ago, so we don't, I mean, you know, can't back it up. <laughs> no, and it was her um, 15, 15 years. Year. Oh 15 years of passion is how she likes to describe it. I did. I did. <laughs> I loved 15 years of passion. And I love getting that reaction out of people. It's like, wow, you are intense. And I'm like, well, I'm just She's so intense. Dating She's fact. so intense. I just remembered like when we were talking on her anniversary, I had these, okay, so my brain works in weird ways and it remembers random little facts about lots of things. It's just why I'm so tired because I like taking a lot of things like it's stored in there. It doesn't need to be. It's just mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, oh, hey, um, remember when... For your 10th wedding anniversary, you know, five years ago. Um, I'm like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> remember when you stayed at that hotel and it was like a sex dungeon? Um, <laughs> yeah, again, I don't know why this fact is taking up space in my brain, but I, it is. I, I know. I'm like, I, I stayed at a sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, I did. It's true. Um, it's true. She did stay at a sex dungeon. <laughs> Um, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a sex dungeon. It was a very like it Sexual. was a very it was a last minute deal, and I got a really good price on it. I think I literally booked it the day of our anniversary from memory because we didn't have plans, and then I came across this deal, and I was like, "Oh, this looks like a fun place," and I never stayed there before. And it was in the city and um, yeah, look, I, I loved the decor, but it was um, very risque and uh, I did, <laughs> I did wonder where I had booked, <laughs> but, and she'd also booked a couple's massage while she was there. And I said, well, you yeah. just don't know how that's going to turn out, do you? I I actually completely forgot about that too and I said to Chris I said hey I was just talking to Amanda and she reminded us remind me when we stayed at that sex dungeon and straight away I'm like but I just can't remember the massage (laughs) and he's like yeah it was with that little English girl and she had the like hardest hands (laughs) it's like she was so firm and I was like well he remembers it and and you're welcome (laughs) <laughs> for bringing these memories to you and then I do remember it because the whole time he, I feel like he was actually in pain but he it was also really super awkward because I remember where we went in and like I don't know for me when I have a massage I have no problem just taking it all off like I don't have any underwear on at all I just strip it off and I lie under the towel like I'm I'm cool with it yeah, fair enough. I mean, is that what you do or am I? Um, I think I wear undies. I think so I wear undies. When they massage your butt. Yeah, so this was a new this was a new thing for me because I had never gotten a butt massage before. Oh my gosh. Um, 
Like my favorite part of a massage. I know. I had never gotten that. And I had plenty of massages. And then one day I was getting a massage. And so I wasn't aware that this is a normal part of of the full body massage. And, um, you know, normally they like kind of pull the underline down just a little bit, tuck the towel into it. And they kind of just rub like the sciatic area there. Anyway, um, yeah, so they, so she just pulled the whole undie down the whole butt was out yeah. and she just went to town and I was like this is extremely extremely intimate and oh um on the one hand I'm quite uncomfortable and on the other hand it's very enjoyable yeah, um so good I, and I just did it that. I just I was very overwhelmed for my first really? experience because I just did not know that it was a thing but now when I go I'm waiting for it I'm yeah. waiting for it yeah, I think what I'll, I typically do is I'll just wear like a G-string or something and then because some places do say like just leave leave it on or they'll give you the paper G-string. Yeah. Just to, you know, so they can tuck it into something. But otherwise, if there's no rules, I'm taking it all off. I'm taking it all off because the butt massage is crucial in my life, mainly because I've got a big butt, but I just love it. Look, anyway. I'm there for I'm there for it. So there for it. But yeah, yeah, it was only a new development. I'm saying like maybe within the last couple of years. Yeah. So Chris <laughs> goes in and he's like, well, obviously they're not in the room while you're stripping down. Like you strip down and then they, you know, they typically give you a few minutes and then they come back in. But I start stripping down and Chris is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm getting ready for my massage and he's like why are you naked (laughs) so that I can get in the towel and I can have like all the massage and he's like what type of massage have you booked I'm like well it's a fair question considering I booked us into a sex dungeon (laughs) it's clear it's clear we really actually didn't know at that time what type of massage it was going to be but look yeah I if I was actually only saying to him like over the weekend that I really want a massage. And if I could pick the areas, like I'm not here for a back massage, like, yeah, it's cool. But if I had to just spend all that time focused, it would be like my legs. I love a leg massage, my butt and my head, my scalp. Yeah. I I do love all of those areas, but I'm there for the whole experience. Like I want, I want the massage to be everywhere. Like I'm there for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I must say like guys, uh, I don't know, in my experience, they're just, yeah, not as ready for the massage. Like on our honeymoon, we were in uh, Bora Bora and I took Brendan for what I feel like was maybe his first massage. And we'd been together for quite a while by the time we got married. So it's like, what, seven years before we got married yeah and um we did go there but what it was it was an actual spa so you went in and you got to use the spa facilities first before you had your massage there was like all different types of you know spas there were like the really cold ones and the hot ones and like the misty spas like all this stuff so we went around was it like a like you could go in the spa together yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like private. Like this spa yeah. was like a spa yeah. facility. So there was like other yeah. people there. And um, so we were like going around and trying them all out before our before our um, massage. So we go into the massage and we're in the same room and everything. Um and she says, you know, strip down to 
your undies. Uh, and obviously Brennan was quite confronted. But the thing was, because he had gone in the spa, his undies were wet. So she said to him, well, take those off. And she gave him a paper G-string. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it was one of the best moments of I, my life. He was horrified. He was horrified. Yeah, because I feel like they're not meant, they're not meant to... For the bowl. She was essentially like saying, you know, like it'll be uncomfortable wearing wet undies the whole time and you're not going like, to be naked. It'll be uncomfortable wearing a paper G-string. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember we did something similar when we were in Vegas, and but it wasn't a joint spa, so it had men's and women's, and mm. then we came together in the massage room. And that was Chris's first experience as well, which was hilarious. And, but like in a spa type of thing like that. And so he goes in and I was like, awesome. I'm going to go and use the spa. Like you use your spa, whatever. And he come, by the time he came into the massage room, he looked horrified. I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, there's, it was just dudes with their dicks out everywhere. <laughs> He goes, I was in the spa. He had the same thing. It was just in his Speedos. And then next minute, these dudes rock it. He's like with their dicks out. And then they just jumped in the spa. <laughs> <laughs> and I could not stop. Because obviously for, for women, that's like, I feel we just don't have any shame. It's like, we, you know, we're so used to having to stripped down when we have just checkups and shit like it's like yeah cool whatever but he was <laughs> mortified oh. I mean it would be confronting like if it's not something that you've been before and then here's this dick in your face like oh okay and I was like, happening. I thought like guys you know in locker rooms and stuff when they play sport yeah, yeah that's different we don't spar together <laughs> Oh, I guess it's a bit into Oh, Christopher. He's like, and then I just didn't know what to do after that. So he goes, I had to sit there and wait. <laughs> An appropriate amount of time so it didn't look like I was immediately jumping out of the spa. Because <laughs> there's all these dicks in the water. And I'm like, it's not like they're attached to people. They're not floating around. <laughs> <laughs> just like bathing in a, a bath full of dicks floating around. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, yeah. So this week we're talking to SJ Tilly about the Sin series and my God, I freaking loved this series. Like every book got hotter and hotter and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it um, because yeah, I mean, you'll hear our thoughts and SJ is hilarious. So you'll get to hear from her, but stay tuned for the end because we've got a new segment. Mm -hmm. Obviously we've got our appreciation segment or what we're now naming Holotime. <laughs> but we've also got a new segment called What the Actual Smut. Mm-hmm. And um, let's just say Beck's been on a spiral in the Reddit mm-hmm. world. So, and she's got yeah. some good good stuff there for us to hear. Yeah, we're definitely going to be talking all things relationships, sex, and general advice. Like, But look, I don't, it's the first time we're doing this segment, so I don't know where this is going to go. Mm, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Welcome, friends, to episode three of season three. We are super excited to be joined by SJ Tilly today. Welcome, SJ. 
Hello, thank you. I'm excited too. Uh, and Beth and I are actually together today. So surprise, we're in the same place when we're recording, which I think know, it's been, it has actually been probably like eight months, I think. It's been a long time since we've been in the same yeah. place and recorded. So yeah. lots of fun to be had. But we are here to talk about SJ. And so I, I've been following um, your trip recently as well to, was it Disney World or Disneyland that you went to? It was Disneyland in California with the glorious weather. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and I do love, because you're saying you write to give yourself and your readers an escape, basically pulling people away from the real world um, where you can have adventure, love, lust, drama, etc. But I do love that you also love Disney princesses. Um, so I did see <laughs> a picture of you. Um, I love Disney princesses too. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't? Right? And this was the caption of the photo. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the photo? I've seen photos, but I don't think I paid attention. She, she had a photo with Belle and it said, and this was the caption, me, I'd like to hold up the cover of one of my books for this photo. Belle, oh my goodness, you wrote a book. That's wonderful. We'll have to put it in our library. Me, uh, well, they're adult <laughs> Well, smiles. Then we'll have to put them in the restricted section so the kids can't find them. <laughs> she was very friendly. I was <laughs> impressed with her answers. <laughs> I, I thought she handled it very well. Um, yeah. She's obviously a romance book enthusiast as well. Let's right. be she wasn't Clearly. Well, she was just like, look, that's fine. Put them in a different section. She's got that horse proximity going for her too. So that's probably she's right. Been- She's mm. living it. Mm. So I right. did love that. Um, <laughs> Who's your favourite Disney character? Mine's Snow White. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've got one. I just like all of them. I'm very much mm. into the Disney books and, and all the Disney movies. Too, no, Snow White. I'm Snow White. Yeah. I think Belle is and always will be mine. And that probably explains my enjoyment of like the monster porn books. So... <laughs> because <laughs> he was better as the beast we all know he was when he turned into the prince everyone was disappointed so um and look you know we you can kind of get these themes can't you over things that you loved when you were younger and you're like this makes so much sense to me now and i love the retellings as well like when because oh, yes. then it just puts a whole different perspective on those <laughs> favorite movies and I think my favorite one recently was like a Peter Pan one where Hook was there so the Hooked book I've heard a lot of people talk about that it's on my list I want to read it <laughs> mm. yes where you just yeah you just have a totally different perspective of of Hook of Hook mm. and yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so Today we're going to talk about your sin series in detail, but you do have the sleep series as well. So, but with sin, so we've got Mr. Sin, Sin 2, and Miss Sin. And then at the end of Miss Sin, we do talk a little bit about Ty and, (laughs) you know, what might happen with him. So we've got that there as well. So before we start talking about them, what what is your plan with the series? Is, Is there more to come? What is the plan there? There is more to come. There will be a Sin 4. Uh, I have an idea of a title, but it's not certain yet. It will be Ty's book. And that will be the end of the Sin series, more or less. Yep. Um, 
I have tentative plans for a prequel for Uncle Enzo. Oh my god. Which you are hearing here first. I have not announced that before. Oh, so. exclusive. I love that. <laughs> if you ask me when, I don't have an answer because I don't know. But it, it's I'm in the queue. I'm excited to find out more about Uncle Enzo. Like he's so mysterious. Mm. He's just everywhere everywhere it's a part of it he's everywhere and he knows everyone and everything like it's just <laughs> easy i'm excited to find out more about him too because i have no idea what the fuck it'll be but you know it's, it's an idea so far <laughs> but i am actually really excited to learn more about ty because he's hilarious i do love him as a character beck and i were both talking though we were like oh, i feel like we want eric to have a book but yeah like you said he's already I will get to that but yeah yeah I know I know we find in in Miss Sin we find out about his love connection but I mean I really want him to have a book because he's hilarious I wanted an Eric book when you when you read about him but then when you meet him but then I kind of I don't know what a John was I've had a lot a lot of he is probably the character I get asked the most about as far as other books I've had a lot of people ask me if Eric's getting his own yeah he is not (laughs) sorry it's never gonna happen he's a side character and like like you said too like he's he's getting he meets Jessica and Mr. Sin he's still with her and Miss Sin like that's his love story you just don't get it on the page yeah which all I want to know is the conversation they had when he t- drops her home. That's all I care about. <laughs> when they're gone for an like, unknown amount of time. Right. Yeah, that's the only part. And then I'm happy with the <laughs> Just like a bonus chapter. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. Just chuck it in somewhere. <laughs> Makes no sense, but uh, yeah. All right. So jumping in. So we start the series with Mr. Sin, mm. um, which is about Vincent and Sasha. So essentially they meet in the city of Sin, Vegas, and mm. she's on a work um, trip. This is also where we meet John immediately because she's on the phone to him and he's all like protective, big brother, like mm. don't do anything wrong, but I don't expect you to because you don't have a life. And she's all like, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have a drink. And all of a sudden she ends up in this like situation where some creeper is trying to like, you know, I guess crack on her and won't take no for an answer. And then in sweeps Vincent, mm. Mr. Sin. Oh my God. And he's all like, hell no, you're not going to do that. She didn't pick up on the clues though. Like she's just like, yeah, he's talking to these security guys. Like she doesn't pick up on the fact that he seems to have his own security or, you know, mm. when they eventually hook up, he takes her up to this special like set of elevators and up to the penthouse suite. She's all just like, yeah, yeah he's cool. got money. He he's got money yeah. and, you know, he might be a part of the security team is what she thinks. Yeah. She might be a part of the security team. Or someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um which they have to. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard i'm sorry but whew. extremely thank you oh, my god <laughs> um but what i did like about it was that she like gets up in the morning and just leaves and he's like um no no i've got one more like i need one more to get this out, out of my, my system. system yeah right 
he's all like, uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Um, Great. Now she's gone and I can't, I'm pepped <laughs> up. I can't move past it because in my head there was meant to be another there was another session in there yeah. so he's all pent up yeah. um and basically um she goes back to her normal life she's in Minnesota she works for a PR company and they are working with another company who has some ties to you know the mafia and they're like look all right um we've got a we're going clean we're coming out with this clean image and you know bringing out the boss who's been hidden away for some time um so she's like there working and Vincent is also there working and he sees her walk down the corridor oh my god that moment <laughs> he's like yes I can finally do my one like, she owes me one <laughs> like legit uh we've got a session here so he just like corners her in well, the elevator not on purpose that was just he was going down to chase after her. yeah it was just a coincidence it worked out well which tiny. I was yeah <laughs> I was like that's really lucky. It was lucky, yeah. And um, he just takes her up again. She doesn't. She doesn't catch on to the um, red flags at the point where he's taking her up, like very specifically to a specific office. She's just like, "We're in somebody's <laughs> office," um, and you know, again, he's just I like, love Sasha. I really love her. <laughs> I know she's blinded by his hotness. You know, I, I, mean, I can okay. Right. I, at this point, I'd follow him anywhere I'd too. Follow him. Right, right. <laughs> That's the other thing. She doesn't even know who he is. Nah, she's just like <laughs> <laughs> she's just so blinded by like yeah his hotness oh my god and then so he like forcefully takes her against the desk and then he just walks away like nothing is said yeah. and I was like because what? a jerk yeah but he got <laughs> yeah but you're missing the point he just had that one <laughs> time. he he had the time but yeah. he also at the same time forced her to be like tell me you missed me tell me you thought about <laughs> me and then he's like done I'm done and I'm walking away and she's all like oh hell no uh, no. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> you know what's funny though is that like I normally don't particularly like characters like Vincent. Oh my god, oh, I was there for Fuck, I was there for him <laughs> so much. I, I, like him. <laughs> I did enjoy his pain and suffering every time he fucked up, and then he was <laughs> like, I can't. I don't know what to do here because he was so sure of himself in every way. And then every time he screwed up, he was like, Jesus, what do I do now? Oh, great. She's crying. Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) What have I done? I know. So obviously we get to the infamous meeting uh, where he comes in. She still thinks he's a part of the security team. Um, And then eventually (laughs) he's just like, hello. I'm Mr. Sin. I love that he refers to himself as Mr. Sin. (laughs) like this is me um in all my glory and she's all like oh damn like please swallow me up whole floor like right now this is not going how I anticipated and so he's just all like oh and Sasha was it like just pretends like he doesn't even know who she is (laughs) oh god but yeah obviously we go down this whole forbidden relationship type situation slash he doesn't even know what he wants he's not sure how to handle it because he's been remaining I guess just like closed off for so long but we get to their first meeting also love Brent oh my god Hello. Brent. he <laughs> also needs a novella um <laughs> I just 
I just want to hear more like witty remarks. I don't even I know. Care. I do. I do. I just love it that he's like, yeah, so my boyfriend, he actually looks like Mr. Sin. And like he'd probably be like into some role play yeah. if I told him about it. He is huge, it's what I'm imagining. <laughs> but yes, they get to their first meeting and he's just like, she's like, yes, we're gonna be professional. He's like, I'm gonna get you off and you're gonna suck me off. And then Pam <laughs> didn't lock the door and his 11-year-old daughter comes flying through the door. So awkward. I loved that surprise. I was not that expecting was, a child. I wasn't expecting it. Mm. And I did love it. So then that's how we get to know more about him and his background and why he's stayed so closed off mm. from everybody because he's got this daughter and in his mind, he's protecting her by not having any woman in his life other than kind of just sex um and it's very sad actually in all the books in all of them like I was not expecting such tragic backstories like literally okay I want to say this and I was gonna wait for book three no book two I was gonna book two but I don't cry in a book and you had me so freaking close like when my eyes were watering we'll get to it I don't want to spoil but I'll tell you when we get Okay, okay. But I'm very intrigued. It's like the best compliment ever. Thank you. Um, there's a couple of authors that have got like a thing out saying who's gonna make me cry first, but like my eyes watered. (laughs) So you're hearing it. I'll take it. That's a win. That's a cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So they're kind of battling back and forth with this whole relationship thing. Like he's got no idea. She really hasn't had like any major relationship. She's got a sad backstory too. Like her dad left and her mom died and John's off being an FBI agent. So he's kind yeah. of Yeah, but he's a lot older than her too. So I think at the start of the book, when I you read you reading the conversation he's having, I'm like, oh, this guy's a dick. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then when you hear her story, and because he's a lot older, you're like, oh. He kind of takes on like a fatherly role. Yeah, you get that. Yeah. Why he's so protective of her. And then I was like, okay, John. Yeah. Fine, we get it. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. So they have an event. Sasha, he takes Sasha back to his apartment. And then Annie and his mum show up the next morning and he acts like a total dickhead and it's just basically like you're just another one of my whores basically and just get out um so she's all devastated until he has to eat his words when he shows up at her house with any who got a period oh and he's so God. cool i love it seriously <laughs> best moment of my life like <laughs> whole section was so funny he was just so beside himself and then he went to the <laughs> shop and bought so many pads <laughs> as a man would right yeah. i mean i yeah. know and i just yeah. love that like sasha and any are just like seriously i mean what? can he be like <laughs> any more stupid come on what are we today? <laughs> when are we am i gonna today? use all these pads um <laughs> but also i loved that any bonded with sasha too I because know. at the she was a bit of a she was a bit of a little diva yeah she thought that you sasha just want was... my dad for his money yeah. and like sasha doesn't even know who he is like, yeah, I but i did like it because yeah she did like any had had to be so strong for so long um which we find more about her story after this particular section but she only really had her nan as a female 
kind of companion yeah, her grandma, yeah. and um she had to be strong for so long and then but she actually let herself show some vulnerability with mm. Sasha as well which mm. was really nice like she let her in a little bit and at that point Vincent realizes okay I need to I need to kind of make things right here so he tells all about his backstory about Annie's mom who was on drugs she had Annie basically sold her to Vincent and then end up overdosing a couple of years later and her mum's twin brother who's like a psychopath oh Randall 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 <laughs> you almost forgot about him <laughs> you forget so, about Randall because I was so love just caught up in all of Vincent I just forgot about him and so you got to think about <laughs> it as well like Vincent's also had a pretty tough upbringing because his dad was trying to make the whole family business go legitimate and was shot in front of Vincent yeah, too. He's so ha- he's, he's traumatised about that. Mm. Then he's traumatised about the fact that he has any, he's like got to try and protect her, but like he couldn't protect his dad <clears throat> and Randall mm. s- tries to kidnap her. So he's got that trauma as well. Yeah, so he's extra protective of her. Yeah. So anyway, he tells <laughs> Sasha all about this. They get, they end up like building their relationship and obviously randall comes around randall fucking randall fucking randall (laughs) randall like (laughs) dopey is such a creep i know it's like drugs everybody as well i know he keeps drugging you lay it all out makes me sound really mean to my characters when you like actually walk through it all i'm like oh shit Uh, you know what to be honest i wouldn't i would love to be one of your characters Mm. (laughs) i mean now that i know that it's like all okay yeah a little bit of forever but you get to sleep with really hot guys at the end so oh oh my god yeah a little bit of suffering i think might be worth it i know And I mean, look, this was, and it was hard because poor Vincent, he had to run up all the stairs. Like the elevators didn't even work. Right, <laughs> right up to the penthouse, like oh, right up to the top level. I but mean, also like Paul, I felt sorry for Brent too. I'm like, oh. I know, I know. <laughs> Brent was the one that sent her over to him. I it know, I know. So, you know, Sasha sacrifices herself, jumps in front of a bullet, and then Vincent comes in just shooting his gun off and oh, shoots him, him out, out the window. window. <laughs> so, so dramatic. I was like, yes, kick him out. And then John comes storming into the hospital. I'm moving back. And, and so I'm like, he just declares this. I'm like, oh, John's in the I would love right you there. to move back, John. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, um, in true Vincent fashion, he's just like, okay, we're leaving the hospital now. And um, I've already moved all your stuff into my house and here's a ring. So we're getting married. And that's that. So there's really no, I don't think there was any question there. It's just like, hmm. you're marrying me and I've already moved you into my house. So that's fine. Your cat's hmm. been living there for a week already. Yeah, no, <laughs> I love it. And he's like, um, he's been sleeping with me. So yeah, he's already here. He's already here. <laughs> um, and then she starts working for Marie's house, which is like a house for, you know, families and battered women and people that are trying to escape domestic situations, which I, absolutely love yeah yeah so that's that's their story my god and you meet angelo a little bit who's vincent's cousin who's just described this giant shrek-like creature i know i love that um (laughs) and then thankfully he's he's us in book two so he's in book two that's good and i do love it because we don't know beth and we like we didn't meet her at all in book one yeah. except for like the last little like excerpt about what it was going to be so and I mean 
another tragic backstory like well this is like I said I always cried (laughs) I need to know which part I'm excited about this yeah we've got Lizzie who is that's what she's going by so she's Elizabeth she goes by Lizzie but then she ends up having to like basically go undercover essentially and be called Beth Uh, and I think the, the opening to this book is quite brutal yeah I was like fuck okay (laughs) <laughs> what <Love it>. happened <laughs> she's in a car oh that was sad too patrick's Patrick. like look away lizzie yeah, i don't I want know. you to, i don't want you to see this next this part. part and i was like so she's like freaking out is patrick alive isn't he he is alive then there's lights oh my god there's some hope someone's coming to save us then she sees guns and he's all like look away don't watch this part mm. then she wakes up in the hospital all damaged and being told oh no he died in the car accident oh, oh. so did your brother and also your brother died in the car accident a separate car accident on the same night and i was like hmm there is a connection mm-hmm. here and then he's mm-hmm. like, and by the way, your brother had a 16-year-old son that you didn't know about. And you have And he's now yours. So boom. Yeah. In your face. And story. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, that that is a stressful night. I know. That is a stressful night. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. It's not one of the nights. I'd be going. like, you know what, Doc, can you just put me under again? <laughs> we just, uh, just knock me out for a little while. I need to get used to this. So <sighs> yes. I must say I absolutely adore Noah like love him so much he's the sweetest um yeah and I love his I love he's a hockey player too yes true it's true I have a thing for hockey players Mm, yeah Mm. well then it ties into the next series Mm. (laughs) so (laughs) we find out heaps about Beth so she doesn't have a good relationship with her mom her dad had died and essentially she's also connected to uncle Enzo oh yes and you're like (laughs) huh and she calls him uncle Enzo so then I'm like getting really like hmm are they related because uncle Enzo (laughs) is actually Angelo's (laughs) uncle Right. Red flag, red flag. <laughs> no, he, she's not related to Uncle Enzo. He just said he would look after. He was good friends with her dad. He basically gets Beth and Noah a house in Minnesota. He gets her a job as a PT at a high-end gym and calls Angelo and says, you need to look out for her at the gym. So, yeah, she's like, all right, we've got to start new. And you find out more about their story, like about the fact that they tried to stay where they were, but then they kept getting harassed by these people, getting these threatening calls. Their houses were getting mm. broken into mm. um, about something that was missing that they thought that that she would know where, the whereabouts of. Also, I love Sissy. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, Sissy's she's fun. She's, she's so fun. But she's not even just fun. It's just that she's so accepting and kind. Like, she's just like, I can tell you're like, you're good people. And so you're my friend now. You're my best friend. And there's no, there's no judgment. There's no like level of acceptance that needs to be built up in their relationship. It's just immediate. Yeah. I just love it for that. The best people in life, you know? And then she's like, also you're coming. I don't know you at all, but you're coming to my girlfriend's birthday party. Yeah. (laughs) Also glad that she did. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So she goes to this gym. She started her job there and um, she sees Angelo. She thinks that he's, like, dismissing her, like, as not thinking she's good enough because she's not a stereotypical, like, gym person. Um, but, no, he's actually just, like, fully, like, lusting after her. And 
my one of my favorite parts honestly is when she wakes up in the middle of the night and then she she like, watches porn she watches muscled men <laughs> 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 so much and the whole time she's like yes angelo would be doing this i'm like oh my god <laughs> I love she's got a porn addiction. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, not, it's not an addiction. It's just when you, I'm not judging. You have an itch. You have an itch. You have a guy in mind. You might as well search it. There yeah, is something for everybody. <laughs> at her disposal. And I think good on her. Um, I'm not like, it's just like I'm going to turn the volume down because I have a, I have a I know, son. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite like one of my favorite parts as well during this book is the is the build-up of her relationship with Noah and yeah. how they slowly just build together and then when she does call him son oh my god you know, that's the best <laughs> I just remember when she takes them um to the to the hockey and, oh, and friend, his friend calls her a milf <laughs> yeah and she's like here you go they keep referring to terms milf <laughs> like, I don't oh think my god joking, yeah. i'll sit in the back seat with you <laughs> yeah i know marcus oh my god i, know. <laughs> I love marcus too so she goes mm. out for drinks with sissy and her girlfriend and she gets drugged and Angelo storms in and saves the day. Now, my favorite part during this is how she's just like stroking his chest. Yeah. And <laughs> As one would, right? I mean, exactly. You're just totally uninhibited. Um, yeah. <laughs> he takes her home. Noah shouldn't be there. He's meant to be at the cabin with his friends, but he is there and he comes out with a hockey stick and the two oh, giant dogs. It. And he's all like, Who the fuck are you? <laughs> it's like nothing at all like scared of this guy that everybody's referring to as a mountain man he's just like no this is not going down in my house I'm the man of the house I think I most love how Angelo refers from the next day when he's like he comes out with his soldier hellhounds (laughs) fighter here came out with his soldier hellhounds and his hockey stick <laughs> I love that. I love but I love that Angela's also scared of the dogs. I know. It's <laughs> like, oh damn. <laughs> oh, so when I made that TikTok with Vincent, I was like, hadn't read Angela yet. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> Angela <laughs> too. And then you read John and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they keep getting a little more intense. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But I think, I think, yeah, Angelo is like this whole story was. <laughs> I love Angelo. I, I do. And he goes over to her house um, and she's all like half, half cut. Oh, yeah, this is my favorite. Like, I'm just getting like, I need to have sex, like clearly. I need to get um, over my dead boyfriend, so I need to have sex. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> and so I've got some dating profiles, and he's like, like, fuck you, Will. You'll be fucking me. Riding my, my dick. And I was like, <laughs> but then both of them so like totally inept at the end she's just like fuck I don't know what to do now and he's like I'm ready for round two but she's closing down so I'm just going to close down and they just both cut and run I'm like guys come on now you could have had a whole night of passion again (laughs) more passion I was pretty hot it was super hot (laughs) like I'm like come on also good on her good on her for like she really went out there. She, she said did. what she needed to do and yeah. he accommodated. Like, how did you even she write that? She thanked him. I mean, that was, oh. like, she said I'm, thank you. 
did say thank you yeah. at the end. That was the most awkward part. Of yeah. It was just like, <laughs> he's like, I beg your fucking pardon. I'm over my dead boyfriend now. So he's like, yeah. uh, what do you mean? And I like, I was like, yeah, like, she's thanking me while my cock is still wet. <laughs> <laughs> process when you write something like that i mean surely you're just turned on the entire time i'd be laughing the whole time too well yeah i mean pretty much it's like i i tend to get a little drunk when i'm writing those scenes because then it's also too if my characters are getting drunk you can pretty confident that i am too because you want to get into the mood you know like i'm not roofing myself when they're getting roof you know like that's (laughs) the line i'll draw but you gotta get into yeah, that right you gotta, have some, you gotta have some boundaries <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will also listen to the music that's in you know if i yeah. mention some sort of song or what have you yeah i love that i think it makes a massive difference as a reader too though when the the specific songs that are mentioned because straight away it just adds that extra dimension to it so absolutely yeah. and then when i hear that song I think of that scene in my car and I was just laughing the whole time. So. <laughs> Yay. That's good. So he thinks like, look, I've got to go and make up for this. He goes and just like basically claim fucks her, I think he calls it, against the, um, the, door. the door in her office. And then <laughs> he runs out again. <laughs> I just love- I like that he got upset though that he, that he, she was giving someone else cookies <laughs> i know i know and then he goes he goes to um back to his office r- starts writing himself off and vincent just comes in and just pays the absolute hell out of him that yeah. is my favorite he's like oh my god this is the best i know i know <laughs> I love it. you you see more of their relationship i know i do love the dynamic of their relationship yeah. it's so good anyway so at that point he says i'm gonna woo her um, oh okay yeah the wooing is where it got me the wooing yeah <laughs> the, wooing. the wooing i'm the like wooing. and the beanie and, and they go to the hockey game together and they go to the hockey together i do love that yeah um oh. and <laughs> but meanwhile this whole time we still don't know who these creeps are no we don't know that we don't know that but so we get into the wooing session <laughs> and then all of a sudden Noah shows up at his work and he's like, I can't find her. She's gone. There's guys at the house. And he shows up to the hospital. Yeah, while she's she's getting getting a physical. (laughs) And he's in there like, where is she? And she's like, this could not be more embarrassing. (laughs) Firstly, she's got bruises all over her thighs from their rough set. She's in stirrups. She's in stirrups. She's got to tell (laughs) the doctor and she's got a doctor's hand up her vagina. She's got the trainee there and she's like, they're like, we we can help you if you're being abused, and she's all like, I liked it. Um, <laughs> I love that. And then I love when he like she when she finally goes out, and he's like, I I'm not dirty. <laughs> Did you come here to get checked? I'm not dirty. How dare you? I know. I know. Oh I'm like, God. oh, this is so mortifying for this poor girl. This poor mm. girl. So they're like, look, we need to get more security because. At this point, we find out who it is. So they're a part of the O'Malley mafia Crime family. family. Yeah. And essentially what had happened is money had gone missing um, and these guys are trying to get it back and they're trying to work out, was it the family or did these guys go rogue? Eventually we find out these guys had gone rogue 
And um, so she gets taken back to Vincent's house where they put security on her house and she randomly has a, a meet cute with the mum, with Angelo's mum is there. I know. <laughs> that was, I do love that scene. So good. But anyway, so we get to the end of this book where essentially she's driving out to see one of Noah's games mm. and these two guys basically um, run into her. I mean, they've got a, she's they've got lost. an MO. They've she's got an MO. as well. So she's by herself in like an industrial area. They create a car accident and then they take her to um, this like old abandoned industrial warehouse where they're essentially like questioning her as to where this money is Mm. and all all of this. So while she's there, she manages to get her phone turned on and Angelo uses his, you know, hacking software to find her. And thankfully John's there. John's there. Yeah. yeah, John's there. Um, and, you know, they they go over and um, they do save her. They so do. They do. They, they do. do. Um, which I do, I do love that whole scene because, yeah, you can feel the tension in there as well while he's waiting to find out mm. where she is because he just has no idea. They find the beanie. I know, the well. beanie. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> The beanie. So this is where I almost cried. And I almost cried when he takes them back to his place and then he's settling Noah into the guest room. And then he's like talking, like he's just giving this pep talk to Noah. And then um, Noah starts crying because he's just told Noah that um, she, that Beth referred to Noah as her son. And I was like, oh my that was that was <laughs> Noah finally feels like he belongs. Oh my god, <laughs> they're a real family now. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, the whole time for me, I felt well, this story was about Noah. <laughs> like, I just yes, felt for I Noah did love the whole Noah. time. I did love Noah. The last teen, you know. Yeah, you gotta feel for him. Yeah, and then he starts the whole wooing thing because yes, she's like, because she finds out that that Angelo or Uncle Enzo. She was started as oh, a yes. kind of as a protection detail initially. He she thought that he was only with her to because he was owing Uncle Enzo a favor. Because that's why Patrick was with her as well. Yes, because of her brother. And so she's like, no, I will not be a job anymore. And then he and then Vincent's like, dude, you need to up your game here. Come on now. I know. You need to up your game. Get and your then, shit I know. And then he starts turning up to the hockey game. And then that hockey game where Marcus's mum comes down and she's like, <laughs> Who is that? I know. <laughs> At least forgive him and have sex. Like, <laughs> do it for all she of knows. them, please. Yeah. I know. So obviously, this ends with Angelo. I mean, this is obvious when you know Angelo. Um, with him showing up at the gym with Noah, just being like, "Oh, hey, um, we're just moving the stuff out of my apartment because um, sold I've sold. I'm selling it. I don't need it." And um, she's like, "Why would you sell it?" And he's oh, like, because, "Moving in with you." Yeah, moving in with you. Duh. It's like, Duh. Oh, obviously, boyfriend move in with me and he's like but we're getting married here's the ring um and he's like yeah I don't care what you are but you're taking my grandmother's ring and you're going to be my wife and that's done so mm. that's <laughs> I liked his initiative there it was a lot of it was kind of demanding I was at this um, point in time I was like thank god Angela you've just you've actually just taken the initiative and yeah, you did 
love that. And you, and yeah, I did love it. And then the last, very last chapter is John in this book. And I was like, okay, we're getting a John book. Yes. So we get to John and he is essentially waiting to hand over these prime people that they found that had attacked Beth. Well, one of them, the other one died. And giving them back to the O'Malley family. This is where Del, Delilah O'Malley walks in. And you kind of think at this point that it's going to be his relationship with her, right? Because he's this FBI organized crime agent. She's like a mafia princess, basically. And you're like, ooh, okay. Mm, I can see um, this. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. see it happening. Was, then, that, was that a plan at all? That was the original plan. When yeah. I wrote that epilogue, it was going to be John and Del's book. Yeah. And then it wasn't. <laughs> and you know what? I'm glad because I love Nora. <laughs> I love Nora. Love Me too. Me too. And I even, I, I Snapchatted back while I was reading and I was like, look, I didn't realize that I was going to be there for John, but I'm all the way there for him. Like so far there. <laughs> um, because yeah, as you say, when you get to know him over the, the two books before, he's so stoic. He's just so like, fatherly figure type situation with Sasha and you're just like such a dick and then (laughs) and then you get to book three yeah 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 you you get a little hint of his intensity in the end of book two like when that scene when he kills that guy you know or not kills a guy but he shoots him in the leg and he's like yeah it's fine you know like yeah yeah he's a little psychotic like and then you get a little touch of that and that he was never meant to have his own book John like that was not originally the plan yeah, you'll see yeah. like in your my dedication. dedication yeah yeah like in there I'm like because that's my husband's name is John and I never would have given him a book because it's so weird well that write. was one of the questions I was going to wrap I was going to ask you because you know, I read the dedication and I said to Amanda <laughs> I think John was meant to get a book but I'm like I'm glad he did but <laughs> when you first wrote John is it based on your husband or like did you just no. say read well I picked the name because I was I was certain that he was never gonna have his own book and there's certain names that like I never want my main character to have you know because it's like people I know in real life and it would just be weird yeah and by that point it's too fucking late I couldn't change his name you know like the book's already out so it's just like god damn it he's a character now in my book yeah (laughs) sorry I um love the entire dynamic of this book from the very start um we get Nora who essentially she's she works at an an insurance company but she also volunteers at Marie's house that's how she's connected with um Sasha and you know eventually John um but she's just going through the motions every single day and she can see that she's doing that and she's like wanting to break out of her shell and actually show people that she's not this shy, quiet person, have a little Mm. bit of a, you know. Mm. And so (laughs) it starts when she sees who Lisa, who is a person at Marie's house, refers to as Big Daddy John, special (laughs) agent, FBI agent. Um, Basically when he like lifts a guy up by his throat on the sidewalk and then throws him down (laughs) and she's all like, oh, damn. I just love to Okay, she's look, straight away like okay she's look, i've got a choking kink for sure i didn't realize i had that <laughs> but it's, yeah. 
Um, and she's so willing to explore this, which I love. So she's all like, okay, damn, nobody's ever like turned me on like that. I like a I, single thing. I just love Nora. <laughs> and so she's like, you know what? I need to go out of my comfort zone. And somehow she ends up at the tattoo parlor getting her nipples pierced. <laughs> Again, when I read that, I was sitting next to my husband and I was like, I think I might go get my nipples pierced. I know. And, he's and like, I've, I've what? been thinking the same thing as well. Like, this seems like a thing to be done. I know, I'm like, well, it's in this book and it, like, it seems enjoyable. I know. I mean, not when you're reading it. She's in quite a lot of pain. Not at the time, but afterwards, yes. Yeah. But um, also, yeah. yeah. Was it also because maybe Chase was piercing them? Is probably why I was like, it was hot. Yeah. Chase <laughs> was very hot. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so they've got this almost insta attraction, and I love it because John is just so possessive and so alpha. Like, he's alpha of the alphas, basically. He's just essentially like, right, look, I'm going to fuck this girl. This is happening. Um, and <laughs> basically, um, he shows back up. He finds out that she had her nipples pierced as well, which and immediately sh- he's just like, bam, I'm going to have yeah. that. But he also assumed Nora was a resident. He oh, thought Marie's she was house. a resident at Marie's house and then she fi- he finds out she's volunteering. So he's like, oh, cool, she's not off limits. So he shows up. And, and she's got her nipples pierced. <laughs> she's got her nipples pierced. They go to the storage room and he's like just predatorily stepping towards her. Like, is there something you'd want, Nora? Is there something you need? And she's like, yes. Well, she nods her head and he's like, good girl. And then, oh my God, <laughs> that entire scene <laughs> oh my god um, uh, and this is where he tells her look don't worry I'm out for enough for the both of us you don't need to it so he literally directs her into everything that's happening he's like undo my belt take my cog out I'm like oh my god swoon okay. <laughs> swoon and he just like basically just like ruins her world at this point like there is no going back um and then he throat fucks her as well throat fucks her as well sure does he sure does like okay um (laughs) i'm into that too um (laughs) didn't want to make a mess you know like you just gotta use your situation but immediately he's just like yeah that's cool like i'm i'm into this um she's mine um we we meet ty who is like a hacker expert in the fbi and he's all like look you're gonna need to run her name for me finds out all the details about her and finds out she's going on a date he just shows up he's like why would you go on a date i don't understand what the fuck (laughs) you're obviously mine she's like well what are we boyfriend girlfriend he's like look you can call it that if you want or you can say it in like a couple weeks time after i've like fucked you everywhere and then it's gonna be a moot point at that point so may as well just say it now. why do we have to put labels on it you just mine i know mm-hmm. i know uh oh, oh and also john sorry, john says <laughs> in the middle of the cafe mm. in this situation mm. i'm sorry i figured being nine inches down your throat was hint enough need me to ask your parents <laughs> for permission in all fairness <laughs> He has a point. <laughs> he does have a point. Exactly. And why, and Nora, why would you even want to go on a date after having <laughs> nine inches down your throat? I, I know. just, I know. He was hopeful that Milk Boy would be fun, but he was not. Oh my God, you know? Milk Boy was hilarious. Maybe because she has a nipples piece and she's like, eh. 
I'm just going to go for it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Nora's story. She works at the insurance place. She overhears her boss having um, a conversation, which sounds suspiciously like insurance fraud. So she runs out. She's like, oh my God, what do I do? And then she gets tied up with John, who also has this relationship with Delilah because they have had sex. A crazy mafia princess, which Ty does later say to him, look, you done fucked up, John. Like, seriously, mm. you don't mm. go and screw that person and then, like, give her the cold shoulder. Like, she's a crazy bitch. Like, no. ain't nobody going to be coming no. back from that. No. So um, Nora and him, like, you know, they're hooking up. He he gets jumped when he goes to meet his informant, gets stabbed, still takes three people down, though, while he's roofied. And I've got to say, like, good on him. <laughs> like, good on him. <laughs> And also, like, he's so clinical about it as well, about what he does to them. <laughs> so gruesome. Um, but drives over to her house in the middle of the night. Doesn't think about, like, walking in in the middle of a storm, blood just pouring out of him, drugged off his head. And she's like, what shall I do? I'm going to call the vet. Because he can't, can't, can't get the <laughs> She calls the vet, who also is connected to Uncle Enzo. <laughs> right? And it's my favourite because John's like, seriously, like, I'm never going to let live this down. That, like, a vet has fixed me up and Ty <laughs> is thinking it's the best thing that's ever happened to him. <laughs> um, so, you know, at this point they have this weekend of debauchery where they're like, okay, we're together, I'm lying low, but I've got to go back out and find out who's trying to kill me. She's like, yeah, that's cool. I figured that was going to be the case. Um, <laughs> she's so upsetting of <laughs> John just let me know how it's going and stuff like that <laughs> um although I do love the moment where Ty and the other two like FBI agents come over to her house and he he she's in her bedroom reading she comes out to get a glass of water but she's all like sexy but she doesn't realize she's sexy and he just like goes all caveman mid FBI meeting drags her into the bedroom handcuffs her gets the vibrator <laughs> out I'm like damn John like pull out all the stops after they finish she's like hey do you think that your like colleagues heard us and he's just like legit the entire street heard you but he's like no I don't think they did <laughs> of course they didn't no I mean no you were very we were very quiet in here um, <laughs> so you know oh gosh <laughs> at this point John John does a very man thing. He finds out that Dell's trying to kill him and he's all automatically like, Ty's like, well, you know, what about Nora? He's all like, shit, could Nora be involved? And of course, this is where Nora finds out that her boss is talking to Dell. She's involved. She's like, I need to tell John. John's like, why is she trying to reach me? I'm undercover. She's definitely involved. Poor old Nora gets handcuffed, dragged into the FBI, her wrists are bloody bleeding and everything. That scene was so sad. She's sitting there so, so sad and destroyed. She thinks John's coming to save her, but he's been listening the whole time and she's just gutted. She's like, yeah. how do you think that I was involved in five murders, all this kind of stuff? So 
I just work at an insurance firm. Oh, legit. I literally just got my nipples pierced. This is the bravest thing I've done in my 31 years of life. And I've cut my, my jeans. And I've watched choking porn. That's all I've done. Um, so That was the hardest, like, my... I like writing the emotional scenes, but that was probably like the most emotional I've ever gotten myself writing. It was that whole interrogation thing. I'm just like I crying so out there. Gutted. I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? I was so gutted. That was like, it was like so like wonderfully detailed. She could feel what she was feeling. And then when Thank John you. walked in and that feeling of hope and how quickly it was just like, oh my God, he's been watching the whole time. But anyway. <laughs> so we do get to the bonding session between John, Angelo, Vincent, Ty, and Eric. My favorite when they get wasted and they go after <laughs> her ex-boyfriend. So fucking funny. And the next morning when they're all hungover. Oh my god, so good. They do all for the shit, you know? I know. So she goes and soul searches at her dad's house and she comes back and John's there. He's like, look, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And she just like <laughs> rides him into oblivion, which I do love because she was so like confident. She just rides him and then she's like, go now. I'm done with you. <laughs> so he leaves and um, finally they decide, all right, look, we're going to talk um, to each other. She decides at this point in time and there's a mafia princess after her, the best place that they could talk would be in like, you know, I love that you keep calling her a mafia princess. I'm just call her. Um, you know, the best place to talk would be like in the nighttime and like in this park, obviously, um, and not actually specifically tell where in the park they're going to meet either. Um, so, like, they obviously end up on different sides of the park. And um, Dell's there. There's a shootout. She's got her bow. She's like shooting it through the legs and the arms and pinning her up like a butterfly. Poor John's <laughs> shot. He's over the bridge. He's in the water. Oh my god! So Do you know much what though? When I was reading the other two books, I was like, you know what would be cool if one of these guys actually needed, like, if they were injured and they needed. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of glad it was John. John was in the water. She had to save him. I and, feel like John um, just needed a bit of a. He needs to be taken down a peg after yeah. his dickish <clears> behavior. <throat> <clears throat> And he was, which I do love. Nora's like your unlikely hero, right? Because she's so yes. uncertain and shy. So it was for yeah. her to like change the roles a little. But it all comes back to her getting her nipples pierced. It did. It did. <laughs> gave her the boost she needed. Yeah. Um, and then John moves out of Vincent's building. He moves in with her. Again, being the alpha he is, he's just like, look, either I'm going to move in with you or I'm just going to break into your house every night either way. So I'm here. That's just happening. Um, and <laughs> that's what that's what they did. So they did get the happily ever after. She's got a lifetime of, you know, very hot daddy sex going on. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't even. She does. Like, oh my god, I just can't even get past John. And also how just like how vulgar he is. And I love and that she's just like. You think she's going to get embarrassed about it, especially after that part in the when they're in the um, closet at Marie's house. And then it, you think she's going to be embarrassed, and then she just has this little smirk on her lips. While yeah, she's down no, her she's, like, so oh, she's so adorable. I love her. I love her, and I love that each of these books was an age gap as well. I know. I know. <laughs> such a that's such a thing for me. I know. I do love that. Yeah. Well, so it's a ton of fun. 
<laughs> so you did just stories, but it's great to listen to people <laughs> talk about. <laughs> so where did you get the inspiration for this series? Oh God, you know, like I need to write down what comes first to me for every book I have. It's just like one scene starts it, you know, and I, I think the Mr. Sin, you know, it was like the, the meetup at the in Vegas and like and I love and I know it's total trope right like the one night stand turn like your boss or turn something that you know like I just enjoy it I enjoy it so that one kind of came there and you know with like John and Nora too like I don't because originally yeah it was supposed to be him and Del but then I was like this just doesn't feel right you know and that's it always like my I outline my books before I write them some people can just start writing and I do not work that way but I don't outline an order. Like as I do it, it's like different scenes kind of come here and there. Um, but no, I love the alpha hole, right? Like oh the alpha God. jackass, like that's my style. I love them. They're over the top. They're fun. I also enjoy the age cap. Like oh. I like the, the rich guy, like yeah, <laughs> it's just makes it enjoyable to read and easy to write. And yes. Yeah. Do you have a favorite couple? out of the series you know it's always the most recent one I've been working on (laughs) like is always so like John and Nora are my most recent favorite until now I'm I'm working on a book right now that I'm writing so now they're my favorite but it's just whoever my like focus is on because they all have you know they all have a special place in my heart right like for different reasons yeah Uh, do you have any writing rituals um I mostly write at night, which I'm a night owl. So it'll be like 10 p.m. is pretty much when I start and I'll stay up to like 1 a.m. or later, or what have you. I now write with headphones. I didn't necessarily do that when I very first started, but I sound a little crazy, but I'll like, I put, I have my headphones on. I pick a single song and I put it on repeat. And then I just have like one song on repeat for like two <laughs> or three hours at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, and it's the it's the the vibe of the song, not necessarily the lyrics. Yeah. But then it's too, it's not distracting me because it's yeah. the yeah. same thing. But it blocks everything else out and it gets you in the right mood. So that's like, you know, any song I've mentioned, that's what I'm doing. It's on repeat, like yeah. a crazy person. No, I don't think it's crazy at all. I do something similar. Like when I'm in, if I've got to get like a report or something out for work, like I will literally just block everything out put something on that I'm not going to necessarily be paying too much attention to and I just blast that in my office and then I just get it done like I feel like yeah, I, yeah 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 that's really the only thing I mean I always have some like some sort of beverage or snack but that depends on the time of day you know what that is <laughs> well that leads into our next question <laughs> you have a favorite or not just a favorite, favorite beverage one. Yeah, or snack like, that you when you're on. Well, well, writing. It's usually bourbon. I mean, if we're gonna be honest, it's it's a good chance that's what it is. It might be coffee. Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if you were a chair, this is a two-part question. If you were a chair, what type of chair would you be, and what celebrity would you want to sit in you? Ooh, I would be a big giant squishy armchair that you could like sit cross-legged in and has like big comfy arms and a tall back that you can lean against because that's my favorite sort of chair to sit in 
and I'm going to say his last name wrong because I'm an idiot and I don't know how to say it, but Vincent Donfornio, I think mm-hmm. is how you say it. He's from like Law and Order. He also plays like the bad guy in Daredevil. He's just like this big mm-hmm. motherfucker. Oh my God, I love him so much. Yeah. And he's like yeah. old now and like shaved his head and he's not even classically attractive but like fuck I, I do him he can sit on my chair all day long <laughs> and you'd need a nice big chair you'd need a nice big chair yeah, yeah you would, you would. <laughs> it's a good question <laughs> what is your most used emoji um oh man probably just like the hard eye smile one I use that a lot which I is kind of classic that or the smirk it depends yeah, it's like, what I'm talking about. Smirk, absolutely, I, that's my two favorites. Smirk. Oh, and also the one with the, the face where they're like panting, like, like yeah. looks really. Hot. Oh, yeah. like the hot one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a constant state of being, right? Now. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> we know what to do. <laughs> All right, look, I wasn't going to ask this question, but I'm going to anyway. Um, Buck, Mary, kill Vincent, Angela, John. Ooh. Oh, do I have to kill someone? I feel like such a uh, can you just hurt them badly? <laughs> okay. Um I'd marry Angelo. I'd fuck John and I'd injured Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love them all. I don't have anything against Vincent, but obviously as I move forward, I have a new favorite. But that big you know I like them big and Angela's just big I like that actually going back to that Beth keeps calling he's like his small dick his tiny dick (laughs) with your tiny dick and I'm like dude you barely took it I know he's like we both know this is not true I mean you had to take a breath to take it (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) What is your most useless talent? Oh God. Um, I don't have a whole lot of talents. What would be? Uh, I've made a lot of those like flip books where you like have like a pad of paper and can yeah. like <laughs> put oh, little characters. I, like, really walk across cool. it. I, didn't love it. I remember making one of them in school. It was right? like, quite stressful because I could never get it. <laughs> It's a stupid waste of time. Absolutely not worth it. Yeah. I think so. Uh, <laughs> I might try and do one this afternoon. Get a post-it pad. Yeah. Okay. If you could have three celebrities have a sleepover, who would they be and what would you make them bring? Oh, man. I am not good with names. Uh-huh. Um you can even just say characters. characters is fine. Yeah. Right. Can this just be like for an orgy? Like, yeah. or is it, it like whatever okay. you want this whatever sleepover you want. to be? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, um, Vincent's coming back. Yep. Vincent Donforia. Right. Sorry, yep. not my Vincent. Um, the guy who played the the bad guy in fuck what's the name of that is it the bone and ash is that like the tv show or am i thinking of the wrong book series um oh yeah yeah yeah. 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 he also played the the 
two-faced guy in the second season of daredevil yeah 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 yeah. super hot (laughs) yep and then i'm gonna stick with i'm gonna stick with the theme here with like my marvel tv netflix characters and we're gonna go with jonathan i think is his first name um he plays punisher yep 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 yeah yeah they all fit my stereotype of like Mm -hmm. alpha asshole right what are they bringing Oh, so many dildos. just so many sex lube, right? <laughs> <laughs> and snacks. And Potato snacks. I think it's important, yeah, to, right. stay, it's important. Yeah. You've got to, to have that fed. sustenance. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. sort of protein, maybe beef jerky, right? You yeah. You don't yeah. want to peter out halfway through the night. Some protein bars. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some electrolytes, get some Gatorade. <laughs> this is an awesome sleep. Oh my God, sounds like <laughs> much for joining us we can't wait to read ty's book um and also see all all the other things that are coming including uncle enzo's um prequel really excited to find out about him. <laughs> I just, yeah i'm not even yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has honestly been awesome and you will be able to see all of sj's um all the links to all of her socials and her website and books in the episode description as always. And yeah, we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Yeah, this was a ton of fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for reading and for having me and enjoying my characters and almost crying. The so. pleasure was all ours with the reading, trust me. The pleasure was all ours. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> guys how good was that seriously if you haven't read the sin series you need to go and read it i cannot wait for ty's book like it's gonna be so hot also i want to attend that sleepover so bad (laughs) (laughs) so bad all right all right it's holiday okay so we wanted to do a shout out to fiona from melbourne who We love her. We chat with her often and she is a great support. So thank you. And we also want to shout out to two bookish accounts as well, who we've become good friends with and also do a lot of support for us. So we've got Gemma Whelan, who is bookish, witch 26. Mm -hmm. Um, So we will provide her, um, insta handle and everything so you can go and follow her and also to brooke brooke's book nook you would have seen us um tag her in our stories recently but yes um so go and follow them because they have great bookish accounts and they're also great people okay you ready for our new segment ready what me with it (laughs) what the actual smut all right (laughs) i can't even wait (laughs) i've been married this is this is what it's called i've been married to my wife for a year and i'm still a virgin what do i do here wow all right now just listen listen okay okay yep my wife and i got married in february of last year so like 2021 
We had a small ceremony due to COVID restrictions and our honeymoon was cancelled due to the same issues. We've been dating for four years prior to getting married and in that time, we haven't had sex or anything close to it. We've kissed and cuddled and things like that, but we've never done anything more. She told me that she was waiting for marriage, which is fine, and I was happy with that as I have always thought that we'd get married. So that's cool. People do that. Nothing out of the ordinary there. Yep. Fast forward to the wedding day and I'm about to explode from excitement. Firstly, I'm marrying the woman of my dreams. Secondly, we finally get to have sexy time. So I can see why. He's I mean, he's like going to be legit a pop chop at that point. Like <laughs> legit exploding his pants. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 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 The wedding itself was really nice, pretty basic in a small chapel, close family only, then back to her parents' house for a meal. We then went back to my wife's house and I was ready for it. But she sh- she said she was too tired after a long day. No problem. What's one more day? Okay. I wake up the next morning and she's gone out already. No idea what time she left and she just left a note on the fridge. Okay. <clears throat> That was almost a year ago. Every time I've tried to broach the subject, she's either too tired, upset, not in the mood or some variation of it. She's called me obsessed with sex as I was asking most days at one point, but how can I be obsessed if I've never had it? I've taken her on romantic dates and as soon as sex is mentioned, she's put off because it should be spontaneous. So I tried to be spontaneous but she accused me of attempting to sexually assault her if she didn't give consent prior i'm so confused still going (laughs) i've grown closer with one of her friends over the last few years i'm also good friends with her younger brother and i was out for a coffee with her during the week and she asked how the bedroom life was going i mean it's kind of yeah it's a bit cringe Mm. yeah Something she talks about with reference to herself, but I often deflect when she asks about my experiences. When I confessed that we had never done anything, she was really shocked. I thought, who wouldn't be shocked about a married couple where they're both still virgins? So he thinks she's still a virgin as well. But no, she was shocked because her friend, my wife, was incredibly promiscuous before she met me and has done all sorts of things with all kinds of different people. She estimates at least 14 lovers that she knows about. This has left me even more confused. Am I just undesirable? Why did she marry me if I'm not attractive? I waited four years to get married and have sex with the woman that I love and now I'm still waiting. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. That is a lot to unpack. There is a lot to unpack there. Firstly, I'm just going to say, like, I think it's a little weird that you're talking to her best friend. It is a little weird. It is a little weird there. Um, But also, how do you not know that you're not a virgin? I'm just... Like they, their relationship doesn't seem to be very strong in terms of the communication situation. Mm. Like he doesn't know any of this. Like I feel like that's a fairly normal conversation to have in, in a relationship. Like you're mm. kind of your history prior to getting yep. together. Maybe yep. not detailed. It doesn't need to be detailed, but like 
the fact that you're not a virgin anymore like you would think that that might come up yeah I also feel like they're not actually married because don't you have to consummate a marriage or is that only in Australia like (laughs) I'm just thinking it's like my rule that you like unless you blow your candles out you don't age up so yeah well this is the thing I just feel like Yeah. yeah um but a whole year like intimacy in a relationship is very important right and there might be plenty of different reasons that people might not want to do it but at the same time it is another level of a relationship and if her friend is saying that she's been with all of these different people then she's not asexual you know which some people are so she's not asexual she's obviously you know Mm. unless she's turned asexual I'm not sure like we can't know about that but at some point I feel like you need to have that conversation in your relationship like I 100% I I I think you know I would be broaching the subject of maybe we should go and talk to someone together yeah because I feel like it's completely normal for him to want to explore that side of their relationship. And if she's not interested in that, then that is fine. But that conversation needs to be had. And then they need to see whether they're on the same page because it is, it, it is, does form quite a big part of a relationship. So if you're not having that communication and you're not understanding whether you're even in the same book as each other, um, you know, that's just going to lead to some resentment, I think yeah yeah I agree I agree and it's obviously having quite a big big effect on his mental health as well because he's starting to question himself like is he desirable why did she marry him she doesn't want to be physical with him that sort of stuff and she's doesn't seem to be giving him anything not even a conversation about it no and that's the hard part you know nobody is entitled to sex but you know communication in a relationship is extremely important I think I think that's definitely uh the key takeaway here is there's uh no communication on any I mean there's communication between him and the best friend but there's also he does insinuate that he's tried to bring up the discussion of sex and then she just shuts him down immediately saying you're obsessed with it or it should be spontaneous or no, it can't be spontaneous because you need to get consent first and that sort of stuff. But they're not actually having, she's not actually having a a discussion about the fact that they've been married for an entire year and haven't had sex. Mm -hmm. You know, why is that the case? Is it, yeah, as I said, is she not at all interested? Like she's asexual now, I'm not sure. Mm. But that needs to be, that needs to be said. (laughs) Any a discussion needs to be had on some level, not with. And if the- they don't, and if they don't feel comfortable, just the two of them, like you said, they can go and talk to somebody about it. There's plenty of people out there mm-hmm. that are qualified to navigate those waters. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Good luck, buddy. That's all I can say. I think. I think definitely. Um, yeah a conversation needs to I think I think yeah start with a conversation (laughs) yes um and if anybody's listening and has any advice send it through (laughs) um and we can definitely put it put it out there but yes okay (laughs) 
Well, it's definitely, I'm liking this new segment. It's interesting to read about what's going on with other people. And... Oh, it's going to get interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's going to be a Just, wild ride. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so next week we're reading um, Pretty Pretty Little Secrets. Is it Pretty Little Secrets? Hang on a second. Just cut that part out. I got to look. <clears throat> yeah. Pretty Little Dead Girl. Okay. So next book we're reading Pretty Secrets by E.M. Moore, which is the first book in the Pretty Little Dead Girl series. Um, there is a prequel called Hush Hush as well. Um, I am reading it at the moment. It's Secret Society Reverse Harem and I'm freaking loving it. Like it, I, I know you're going to love this one. Um, I think I'm going to start it today. I think I'm going to start it today. Yes. And so we will be talking to E.M. Moore um, send us through any questions you've got we'll put it out there on social media as well if you do have any questions for her um about this book about any other book you know whatever we're happy to raise you know anything that you're thinking about okay so head to our instagram because we will have an ebook giveaway of pretty secrets <laughs> um so yeah head over there and you can win um but also we do want to say thank big thank you to you all because we did reach five we're over that now we're over it but we did hit that milestone um of five thousand episode downloads oh my god we are that excited <laughs> Thank you all for your support, um, as always. If you haven't given us a rating or a review, we would absolutely love it if you did. Wherever you listen to podcasts, um, you can head over there and do that. We would much appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Stay smutty. Stay smutty, my friends. Bye.